game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Afrogetti. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Welcome into another edition of the Post Game Pines podcast. Campbell Gallo with you. And uh, we got plenty to get to because it's Super Bowl week and we want to get into some NFL and football talk. Plus, one big conversation about Nick Suzuki. So, all you Montreal Canadiens fans, don't you fret here on the Post Game Pines podcast. Brought to you by LaBrosse, LaBrosse Brewery in Point Claire, 133 LaBrosse. Uh, check it out, labrosse.com. Mitch, you got the Angry Gallo Ale. I know I have the Campbell play-by-play IPA, but because Montreal has been hit with a wicked Naista, uh, that is a snowstorm, I thought it was only appropriate as I just finished digging out my car, digging in my car, uh, I uh, thought a wicked Nor'easter would go down quite nicely this episode of the Post Game Pines podcast. And of course, go get your Campbell play-by-play IPA, go get your Angry Gallo Ale at uh, LaBrosse Brewery, but Mitch, they got deals for the Super Bowl too, as you can get a 16 pack for $55 and it's a mix. And I saw on their poster, you could get Angry Gallo and Campbell play-by-play IPA in that Super Bowl mix. So uh, go check it out at LaBrosse.com. Call them, uh, get, a, get all your information uh, and then uh, reserve your pack for the Super Bowl today. Well, I need to uh, stop by. It's been a while. And I need to uh, stock up on uh, a variety of uh, the different beers that they have right now. Only have uh, the Angry Gallo Ale in stock, Chamois. Uh, so it's time for me to get out to uh, La Brasse and, uh, and pick up some beers. But, Sean, I have to say, you know, I'm always a little bit jealous of uh, your Green Bay Packers mug since I always either am drinking straight from the can or I'm drinking out of a mug. But I think you'll like uh, my cup right here because the bottom – it's a hockey puck. Ah, I like it. I like it a lot. You you do like this mug, eh? It's it gets a lot of play on the podcast. I like to you know strut my stuff. I mean, I don't know if it's the best for drinking beer, Labras. Yeah, I mean, anything's good to drink beer in. It's like a it's like a Stein, you know. Boom. Like yeah, okay, I like that. That's good. It's not a coffee mug. This is a beer mug. It looks a bit like a coffee mug from my van. No, no, no. This is, this is way... Like, look how big it is. It's as big as my head. It's not a coffee mug. You haven't seen I, me drink coffee. I might need it tomorrow morning this big, but who knows? All right, look. It's Super Bowl week, and it's the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. It's taken me a while to get over that the Packers aren't there. I think it's taken you a little while that the Buccaneers are there. But your first impressions of this matchup, Buccaneers and uh, the Chiefs? Well, I mean, on, on the surface, it, it looks like a pretty good matchup because 
both teams are complete in my mind, and uh, there's not a lot of weaknesses on either side. But if I'm, if I'm comparing the strengths between the two teams, I think we have a Super Bowl in which the Chiefs' offense is better than the Bucks' offense, but the Bucks' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense. So which of the two gaps is larger is probably what's going to end up separating the two teams. And it's not to say the Chiefs' defense isn't good or that the Bucks' offense isn't good. It's just those are the strengths of these two teams. Now, we have championship pedigree on both sides, but right now, more championship pedigree with the Chiefs since they just won the Super Bowl. However, the most important player is the quarterback, and Tom Brady has more experience in championship games than anybody who's ever played the game. Uh, Andy Reid and Bruce Arians, I think they're both very experienced coaches, probably a little bit more winning uh, on the side of, uh, of Andy Reid. Still, uh, you know, when it comes to crunch time, I still wonder about the decisions that he tends to make. Uh, but on the surface, Sean, I have a, I have a hard time uh, figuring out who is going to win. You know who I want to win the game, but actually, you know, being objective about it and trying to pick a winner. Like, I, I think this Super Bowl is a coin flip and can really go either way. Well, I picked my winner a long time ago. Uh, the moment that I knew what the matchup was, I picked my winner. I haven't deterred. Uh, from uh, that uh, that line that I have, and we'll we'll make our predictions and, and, and make it official here on the post game pints podcast. Our our football rapid fire. We want to get into some football things. I like what you said though, because I'm with you. I think that the Chiefs' offense is better than the Buccaneers' offense. I think the Bucks' defense is better than the Chiefs' defense. But that's not just all it is. But I also think that the Chiefs' offense is that much better than the Bucks' offense. I think that there's decision making. Well, you know, that, that, that that's it, what I was talking about with the uh, with the sep- the separation. Like, where's the bigger gap? And if if the oh, bigger gap offense is between the two offenses, yeah, offense to offense. I think it's the Chiefs' offense over the Bucks, and it's mainly decision making, and that falls on the quarterback. I know we all know how great Tom Brady is, but let's even be honest. In the NFC Championship game, he almost gave. He was trying his best to give the Packers the game back. They won because of their defense, and their defense yeah. is good, but the Chiefs' defense isn't a, you know, just a walkover. They're a Super Bowl champion defense and a 14-2 and two defense. Oh, one of those losses was in a game that didn't really even matter. Like, yeah, they have offense to support that defense, but it, it allows them to play. In those crunch times, I still like the Chiefs' defense. I really like the Bucks' defense. I think that they're outstanding. They get a front four. They get to the quarterback but I think they're going to have a lot more trouble getting to Patrick Mahomes than they did to Aaron Rodgers. And, and yeah, they'll get to Patrick Mahomes, but the chiefs can turn it around in two, three minutes and score 21 points. I just, uh, I think that the gap between the chiefs and the bucks offense is too much for the bucks defense to overcome. The only real major thing is if they get, um, if the bucks defense gets, two turnovers i i can even give them one but if they get two turnovers in this game that lead to touchdowns then i think the chiefs might be in trouble because their defense got them two touch two two turnovers that led to touchdowns not to field goals they have to lead to touchdowns either they get the pick six or it's a short field for tom brady to score the touchdown right away uh that's the only path i see as i slowly give you uh, my pick for the Super Bowl. That's the only path that I see. Well, I, I'd be very surprised if that Chiefs offense uh, 
turns over the ball twice. I'd be surprised they turned it over over once. Twice leading to points the other way. I'd be surprised by that. Um, I can't help but wonder um, what the Buccaneers run game is going to be because it was very inconsistent with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette over the course of the season. Uh, They've used both guys. How effective can they be? But Fournette, hold on, just on that. Fournette has been uh, the go-to guy, I feel like, the last five weeks for the Buccaneers. He've been – they've really turned to him, and I thought he's done a really good job the last five weeks. Yeah, he has. And, you know, I really liked him in the uh, wild card meeting with um, with the Saints um, going back into New Orleans, yeah. his hometown, and I thought he was really good. I think he rushed for over 100 yards in that game. Whereas, you know, Sean, the Chiefs, when it comes to um, doing different things on offense, I think they have a little bit more ability there. Because Mahomes can 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 move the ball with his feet or through the air, and then you have uh, Edwards Alaire, who is a pretty darn good running back and who was hurt at the tail end of the season, but has come back. So uh, I'm curious about the approach with the two teams. I think the two teams have played better in the first halves of games compared to the second yeah. halves of games, especially on offense. Uh, I fully expect uh, both teams to come out firing strong. And then the adjustments maybe made at halftime is where the defenses are able to really establish themselves. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the chiefs. I think they're the better team. The only problem with that is I picked the Packers over the Bucks. I picked the saints over the Bucks, and mm-hmm. I've been wrong twice so far this postseason. Now, and it's, Tom I, I didn't, Brady. I didn't, and it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. And it's well, like, I didn't on. pick Washington. I didn't, I didn't pick Washington to beat them at least. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the one game I've gotten right in their playoff run so far, but nothing would surprise me when it comes to Tom Brady and him finding a way to capture yet another Super Bowl championship. But I think the better team is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think so too, and I think I, I haven't hidden behind that talking about it. The other thing is, you know, it's the Super Bowl. Every team has this play that they want to just pull out, and I'm not saying it's special teams, but we haven't seen much in the playoffs when it comes to a kick return or a punt return. And, and in today's NFL, they've been harder to find or that surprise onside kick. Remember, I think it was six years ago, Super Bowl halftime, you got the surprise onside kick to start the second half. So you might see something weird to get the Bucks, And I think Bruce Arians knows that he might be behind the eight ball so he could, he could try something special. So that could be the other factor. When I said a, a touchdown, you get a special teams touchdown or you get a field goal block, or you get that, – that can really change the tide of a football game. But well, how, uh, how about this, Sean? Okay. Uh, the, the last time Tom Brady is in the Super Bowl, he's up against the Philadelphia Eagles, and Nick Foles and the Eagles run that famous Philly special play yeah. where Nick Foles catches the ball for a touchdown. And then later in that game, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady try the exact same play – and the ball just eludes Tom Brady's hands and it tumbles to the ground and the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl. You're talking about trickery or a special play, special teams, onside kick, whatever. What if Tom Brady goes back to that play and says, I didn't execute it in the Super Bowl two years ago. I want to try it again. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't call a play if Tom Brady had to catch a football. <laughs> They called it last time. I know, but I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't do it. And it, 
and, and Mitch, we talk about this in the, in the times you, you want the ball in the hands of the people that are going to make plays. I want Tom Brady making the throw. I don't want Tom Brady making the catch. I know that it would be a crazy Super Bowl moment and, oh, my God, Tom Brady caught a Super Bowl touchdown. Uh, yeah, get over yourself. You throw touchdowns. You don't catch touchdowns. Um, I, there, there are other NFL topics we want to touch on, but I know that's the Super Bowl coming up. Mitch, do you want me to give you my official pick? Sure, go for it. I have the Chiefs by seven. Do you want to score or do you just want the line, the separation? Um, I know we usually go score. All right. Uh, my score is 33 to 26. All right, I'm gonna go with a with a higher scoring game than that, Sean. Okay. And uh, I don't know I don't know if I'm overshooting things here, but I think we're gonna see a bit of a shootout between these two teams. I am gonna go. The final score will be 36-33. You have uh, them hitting the three point uh, the 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 field goal difference. So 36-33. I have 33-26. Uh, uh, what do you have? Comment below here on the Post Game Pints podcast. Uh, make sure you pay attention to our scores and uh, what we have picked. Make sure you know what Gallo picked. Make sure you know what Campbell picked. You'll know uh, in, a, in a little bit because we got a little special for you here on the Post Game Pines podcast. Uh, Mitch, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about Aaron Rodgers just yet, so why don't we talk about that Jared Goff-Matthew Stafford trade first? Well, I think when we look at that trade – Clearly, uh, Sean McVay doesn't believe in Jared Goff. I think that that's what was outlined here. I personally think it's a little bit unfair. But the question is, was Jared Goff holding the Rams and Sean McVay back? Because I like the Rams a lot. I had picked them, I think, five or six games into the season to go to the Super Bowl to face uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought they yeah. had the best defense in the league, and I think McVay's one of the greatest offensive uh, minds. Don't, don't they say you think. I, I, they, I think they definitely have the best defense in the league. And you look at their, their team structure now, right? So uh, Aaron Donald's under contract long-term. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey's under contract long-term. On the offensive side of the ball, Cooper Cup's uh, under contract long-term. Like, this team has its core pieces in place. So, making that trade, does that facilitate a path for them to get to the Super Bowl? I think that Matthew Stafford is probably a better quarterback than Jared Goff. But can you still build around Stafford and the guys I named by giving up future draft picks that are going to be established starters on your team. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. Let me just jump in there because I, 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 I know that that's the question because you gave up the first-round picks. But the Rams felt that they were a quarterback away from winning it all this year. That, and, and, and let's be honest, you drop with that defense and even that offense because Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, Akers in the backfield, I, I think you drop a guy that knows how to throw the ball – that Rams team is completely different heading into the playoffs. And I know that they were dealing with injuries and, and Garrett and, and Jared Goff was even a hundred percent, but Matthew Stafford is an established entity. Now, maybe he's not an established winner, but he's an established entity. So I think that they made that saying we want to win the Super Bowl in 2021. Mm. Well, it wasn't, 
I, I know that you have to give up something to get it, but I like that. And I know that they're giving up. I think they're giving up first round picks. I'm like Ooh, two first round picks. I felt that way too, Mitch, but I think it's all, this is all about winning next year. Like in the next two years, they want two Super Bowls. Well, and, and that's fine. And if they, if they get it done, then, you know, kudos to them for having the balls to make those moves, trading, uh, trading those players away. I just, you don't can't help, I just can't help but wonder is, is or was there a quarterback better available if you're going to part with those first round picks or is there a better path through free agency to try to make, uh, to make that happen? That, that's, that's where I don't really understand. Like, I like Stafford, right? But is he a better quarterback than Matt Ryan? If you could get Matt Ryan out of Atlanta, because it looks like they're going to try to make a move, you know, yeah. can with, with with the first round picks and what you gave up. And I realize uh, the salary of golf going the other way facilitates things, but could you have made a pitch for Deshaun Watson? I uh, Matt Ryan to me is a little too old. Uh, Deshaun Watson with those picks, maybe you could have done that. Um I'm not sure, uh, but I think they just kind of jumped on the on, on the Lions taking the golf contract, taking the Jared Goff contract. I think that they jumped on that opportunity. I didn't think they were going to be able to get rid of that contract. I think they had to kind of just. Um, know, am I they, the only one that doesn't like that? Doesn't mind Jared Goff as a quarterback? I don't hate him. I look. I for some reason I watched a whole lot of Rams this year. Okay, shout out to Dennis Bernstein, biggest Rams fan that I know. But I watched a whole lot of Rams, and I really liked him. Then he kind of got – something happened to that offense, like in week six, seven, eight. And then he got off. He wasn't great. He was – and then there was questions about it. And then he kind of found his way, and, 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 and the defense helped along the way. And then he got hurt. I wish he was healthy in the playoffs. I really do. I really wish he was healthy in the playoffs because I saw a lot of good things with Jared Goff. And I – and I, I, I hope that he has success with the Lions, just loses the Packers all the time. But I don't like – I don't hate Jared Goff. I'm with you. I'm not uh, – you know kind of how I I slam your boy Carson Wentz all the time? I don't enjoy slamming Jared Goff. I like him. I actually do. I think he's I think he's pretty good. He's still only in his mid-20s. He's already yeah. played in the Super Bowl. He was a first overall pick. There's a reason he's commanding the salary that he's commanding. I just – it's, it's not like I would rank him, Sean, top 15 of quarterbacks in the NFL. I yeah. just don't know if the difference between the Rams winning and losing was based solely on the play of their quarterback. That's all. And, and perfect, because I'm just going to throw it to a conversation where we weren't going to have. And when people are, are getting ready, you know, the Jets might change things up with Sam Darnold. I'm, if I'm a team, I'm, I'm taking a chance with Sam Darnold. I, I think Sam Darnold was just in a really bad situation. I think he's still a very good quarterback at such a young age. I wouldn't give up on a guy like that. And I wouldn't give up on a guy like Jared Goff. Well, that, 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 and that's where we're at kind of with the uh, Deshaun Watson trade, Sean, because um, the Texans are going to hit a home run here. And I'm going to give you three potential landing spots, or at least in okay. my mind, the three that I see most likely. Okay. I'll tell you where I think he'll go. Join a nut. Okay. I'm not, well. I'll give you the New York Jets because of their top pick. And I think that would be a really intriguing move for uh, Houston to make. I'll give you another team in that division, the Miami Dolphins, with their high draft pick plus Tua. Or I'll give you the Chicago Bears because they might be the most desperate and give up 
the most quantity of draft picks and players. Uh, by the way, I, I, I heard that the Bears really wanted Stafford. Uh, yes, and I think they offered, if I'm not mistaken, two first-round picks for Stafford. So uh, if they're ready to give up two first-round picks, like, I mean, Stafford or Watson, who are you taking? Well, I'm taking Watson. And you think the Houston Rock, uh, Houston Rockets, Houston uh, Texans are going to take two first-rounders for Watson? No, I think they could do better. Well, and a player, likely, right? But, yeah. I mean – you got to at least give it first to first. Like you yeah, said, it could be a, with, what I'm we, saying, what with I'm saying Miami would that, probably be a, with Miami probably be a first and two up, right? Exactly. Um, and, and the Jets pick is number two. So I don't want Watson going to the bears. Okay. I want, I, I want Wentz going to the bears. Uh, I don't want, yeah, I don't Wentz is, want, uh, Wentz is going to Indianapolis, my friend. Yeah. Look, I, I don't want, Watson on the Jets because I also like Watson and I just uh, the Jets aren't for him I want Watson with Miami because I have so many friends Mitch that are Miami Dolphins fans and are such Tua fans and I know they love Tua and they love everything and they love everything that the Dolphins have done they're going to be making their they're coming. The, the Patriots are no longer there. It's just the Bills are in the way in that division. Dolphin fans everywhere. And they're like, Tua, 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 Tua. And all those fans that I know that are so big. Yeah, I, I'm talking about you, Crazy Pierre. I'm talking about you, John Carlo. I know Avira, uh, Arpin Basu, huge Dolphins fan. All these guys. They will turn on Tua so fast because Deshaun Watson's that much better. Yeah, I, I I just want to see that, and that's why I'm going to say I want to see the Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like uh, watching Tua play. I think that uh, you know you have okay. certainty with him for at least two more years. Who's better, who took Tua or Watson? Like forever or right now? Right now, right now it's Watson. The Dolphins want to win now. Well, that that might be a little short sighted. I'm just I'm just saying. I I just want to see Dolphins fans. Just turn on Tua because they love him. They absolutely love him. I don't want to, I, and, I kind of, and for good reason, man. He's a lot of fun to watch, and he was only playing in his first season. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Aaron Rodgers? I mean, what, what's there really to say at this point? Like, he's not going anywhere. Any conversation's a moot point. And you know what? I'll, I'll be very honest, Sean. I don't think he'll end up finishing his career in Green Bay. It just feels like he will wrap up somewhere else, like Brady, uh, like Manning, like Favre. Yeah. But next I, season, he's going to be with the Packers. Well, that's it. Like, look, I, I'm, I'm a Packers fan through and through. You know that. And everybody's asking, what do you do about Roger? I'm like, I've been through this before. <laughs> I went through this with Favre. And, and then what happened? I didn't follow Favre. I like Favre. I didn't follow him anywhere. I'm still a Packers fan. Just be Jordan Love time. That's all it is. Mitch, uh, I do want to uh, take the time here on the Post Game Pines podcast to uh, welcome in another partner with Post Game Pines podcast. Because what goes well with Pines, Mitch? Uh, chicken wings. What establishment that you know of has the best chicken wings I mean, I could say 
on the island of Montreal and the Montreal surrounding area. I could say in Quebec, I could say in Canada, I could say in North America, I could say in the world. But if I say which establishment do you think has the best chicken wings, what would you say? I would say Cunningham's Pub, Sean, and I'm not blowing smoke or giving out roses. They are my favorite chicken wings. I've had chicken wings in a lot of different places, including um, Buffalo, where it's supposed to be their specialty. And don't get me wrong, I had some great wings. Oh, yeah. Buffalo. What's I've that had, place called? I, What's that place called that Tony was, like, trying to – on Joel Quenville? Uh, it says the something bar. Um, uh, now, now it's escaping me. Uh, I don't know. I, we were there. It was weird. But anyways, <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. You're not, you're not, look, the only wings that maybe, maybe are my own wings that I do on my barbecue. You know, my recipe, you know, they're pretty good. And, and, and look, that's just because I'm biased and I like my things that I do myself, but you are right. Anybody says well, who has the best wings. It's Cunningham's pub. And not close. What? Not close, man. No, it's not close. And here on the post game pints podcast, we have partnered up with Cunningham's pub. Uh, my mouth's watering right now just thinking of their chicken wings. They, they need, really are. I need some wings, and it's been a while since I've been able to uh, to have wings at Cunningham's. And, Sean, I can't wait till uh, the pubs get to open up again because I know yeah. uh, Cunningham's and St. Anne de Bellevue, they always got uh, live music, and it was great ambience, uh, not, not to mention the food and the beer. So I, I can't wait for that all to start. But I think uh, – you know, I'm going to have to uh, to dip into some wings at some point, especially with the Super Bowl coming up Sunday. Like, maybe that's going to be my pregame meal. I, I think I'm uh, definitely going to have Cunningham's Pubs uh, for the uh, uh, Super Bowl, and we want you to have it. So we have partnered up, and we have gift certificates they hand out every single episode. So make sure you follow us on our Facebook page. We're going to ask a question on our Facebook qu- uh, page about this episode, and then you go and answer it, and you'll have a chance to win a gift certificate from Cunningham's Pub, St. Anne Bellevue, 75 St. Anne's in St. Anne Bellevue. I mean, it is the best place to get chicken wings. Mitch, you know how much I love my chicken wings. You know that. And I know how good these chicken wings are. And I don't say you could get something else with this gift certificate if you want. But are you seriously not getting chicken wings? Campbell, you yeah. mild, medium. 911 honey garlic like there's so many options here salt and pepper you can't go wrong you can't go wrong with the wings at Cunningham's yeah you could do uh nachos or you could do a burger or heck if you really want you could do a salad but go with the wings uh yeah definitely go on uh check it out uh give them a call 514-457-0080 514-457-0080. They have been uh, open, so you can go and pick up your food or get it delivered. Uh, But uh, Cunningham's Pub, we have a gift certificate. Uh, If you pay attention to our Facebook page, we will ask a question, and it is pertinent to this episode. We have stuff to give away. I love it, and I love it. That is the greatest chicken wings in the world. So cheers to Cunningham's. Post-game pints and chicken wings in Cunningham's Pub. Cheers. Uh, I don't know. I don't, what are we on our time for now? I want to have a conversation about Nick Suzuki. We promised our conversation about Nick Suzuki. I just saw, we don't, you don't get to see the eyes that Dave Trenadui just gave me on the time. Cause I know we talked a lot of football there. Uh, but uh, 
Mitch, let's have a quick conversation about Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki and the Montreal Canadiens. Because I don't know if we're going to have time for the, uh, uh, the pop quiz that we want to. Maybe we'll save it for the next episode. But we got to do this. Where does Nick Suzuki sit amongst all the other center icemen in the North Division? Well, I think he's, he's right at the top. And we used to say, uh, do the Canadians have a game breaker, right? Uh, that, or, or that, that is the one thing that they're lacking. I don't know if I'm going to call him a game breaker because he's a little bit different than the guys we're talking about. So you go across Canada and you have uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, mm-hmm. Matthews Tavares, Pedersen Horvat, Monaghan. In Calgary, we'll forget about um, when uh, we'll forget about Ottawa, and then Winnipeg. Yeah. You have uh, you have Shifley Shifley. and Dubois. And Dubois. Now I look at that and I say, okay. Now I, I don't want to get carried away and put too much pressure on the kid, but I would say if you don't look at the North Division and you rewind like three, four, five years, mm-hmm. and you would say to people. Who are the top centers in the National Hockey League, right? And who are the names that would come up? Crosby, McKinnon, McDavid, uh, Tavares, Matthews, some of the same names I just said. Mm -hmm. How many people would say Patrice Bergeron? He's not somebody that comes to mind. Yeah, Bruins fans. Bruins fans, sure. But he's not somebody that would come – to mind right away because we always think of the players that put up the gaudy numbers that are in the running for the Art Ross trophy and accumulating all those points. And it's not like Bergeron doesn't. He's a great offensive player, but he's not as good offensively as some of the other guys we just named. However, he is maybe the smartest center that plays in the National Hockey League. And when I look at Suzuki – I see a lot of similarity to having a career the way Bergeron plays as opposed to trying to match offensively what McDavid and Matthews and Dreisaitl do on the ice, uh, Pedersen as well. So I just see him as a different type of guy. But, like, as I watch this guy every game, what I like so much is how smart he is, how well he sees the ice, and how strong he is positionally. And I think there's no better coach than Claude Julien to bring him along at the same age in which he brought Patrice Bergeron along. So uh, okay. I don't know if he's a game breaker, Sean, but I love the way he plays. And, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with him up against any of the guys I just spoke about. Okay. So you're comfortable with him playing against those guys, but let's, okay. Can I, can I just play a little bit of a game with you just quickly here? Uh, as, and, and I feel like maybe this is a conversation we're going to have to continue on another uh, post game pines podcast, but let's, can I just continue this? Okay. McDavid, Dreisaitl, Matthews. Can I take them out? Okay, I don't want them in this conversation. I think that they're at another level of center ice, especially when it comes to offensive ability. Okay, because we can get into that two-way Bergeron conversation if you want. Okay? Now, if I Suzuki is a year and a half. You guys played like 80 games in the National Hockey League. That's it. Like, it's so hard to judge. But what you've seen is what you like and what you think it can be. Okay. Pedersen, you've gotten a little bit more. But I'm asking you, Pedersen or Suzuki? Straight Pedersen. out. Who- P- Pedersen. 
Okay, that's fine. Okay, you've seen a whole lot of Mark Shifley, right? Shifley or Suzuki? Shifley. Okay, perfect. No problem. Uh, you know where Tavares has been and where he is now. Tavares or Suzuki? Tavares. Okay, perfect. You said Pedersen, you said Shifley, you said Tavares. I, I'm just going to use those three because I just want to use that for the argument. Do you think Suzuki can be like those players? I don't think Suzuki can be like Drysaddle, McDavid, or Matthews. But do you think somewhere down the line in three to four years that – let's even take Pedersen because he's really young. That Nick Suzuki could be a Mark Shifley or a John Tavares. Do you think what they've done in their careers – do you think that's what you're looking forward to for Nick Suzuki? Two uh, very good offensive, defensive, smart center icemen. Yeah, I don't know if he'll ever be able to match offensively uh, what Shifley and Tavares uh, have done. By the way, I'm just going to ask the question. I think he can. Offensively, yeah. I think he can get, hit those numbers. It's a lot offensively, but I think he can be just as valuable a player to his team as those guys are to their teams. All right. Can we continue this conversation in another episode? Okay, sure. Because I'm just thinking about chicken wings right now. I'm hungry, man. Yeah. So cheers to a uh, snack here. Yeah. Cunningham's Pub. Thanks for jumping aboard the Post Game Pines podcast. Uh, and, of course, uh, Post Game Pines brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery. Check out their Super Bowl specials uh, this week. Check it out. They've got it set up. LaBrosse.com. Check them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They are everywhere. And they've got a little package that you go and you pick up 16 beers for your Super Bowl solo party. Are we watching Super Bowl together? What, you want to, we want to have a Zoom chat or what? I don't know. We had a good time on the Rumble, did we not? That's true. We, we can Dave, check in you, at some point. We can Dave, check you in at some point. Super Bowl together? Last time you watched football, you lost power and you couldn't watch your Ravens. I love talking to a screen that no one sees except for me and you. <laughs> Cheers. That's it for us here on the Post Game Pines podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Football, Suzuki, it's perfect. Next time we'll have a pop quiz, I promise. Boom. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome. No, 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 no. Come on. VBF.